And we're back. Last time on Geek Force. It was summer. It was hot. We talked about some fun things, and we're excited to talk about some more stuff. See what about today with Cat and Evie and Raven and Marlon. See what's going on on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the whole G-Squad of Marlon, Ray, and Amy. Welcome back, you guys. And especially welcome back, Marlon. I hope you had fun on your long trek into the galaxy and beyond. That intro what was clear. Saying? I did not read the, the thing about last week. Well, I was wasn't just... here because I didn't want to spoil myself by listening to it. So I'm like, let me just <laughs> dive into this. That's fair. Just brand new. That's I heard fair. from Raymond that there were some things that were said. So I'm like, let me just hop in fresh and see what they want to okay. tell me. I was on. Fair so yeah, Kat, there tell me, Kat, where was I, Kat? Where, where was you I? You were stuck in your favorite place. You were stuck in a video game. You were stuck in Baldur's Gate 3. Like, you were into, into Baldur's Gate was what I think Raymond said. And so it's like... What would you do? I mean, like, what would you do? Like, you're not a class. You're just yourself. That'd be a terrifying world to get into because everyone's going through <laughs> seramorphosis left and right. It'd be terrifying. I hate that idea. And there's like wars and battles, and people are will kill you on sight. Like, it'd be pretty bad. It'd be pretty bad. But honestly, I wouldn't be mad at it. And I'm excited to be back. You know. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I hope everyone's amazing today because we're going to talk about some more fascinating things. Um, Let's get back into some new shows that have been well-spoken, well-watched, talked about. Um, In the anime world, as you know, they always are like making live adaptations. Uh, Recently, Netflix has their One Piece that we had mentioned before in the past. Uh, It came out uh, about a week or so ago. Um, I myself haven't seen it yet, but I am familiar with the anime. So we're going to kind of talk about that right now. Has anyone seen the show and want to show us or describe to us how they felt about it? I've watched all the episodes. I've seen three. How many how many episodes are there in this live show? In the live show, I think there are like uh, eight. Sounds right. Okay. And how long how long is each episode? About an hour. I want to say like what? We have about an hour each. It's eight. Okay, that's eight for, for the whole season. Uh, like they vary some, right but there's there's some fifty minutes. There's some hour and four minutes. Like uh, I think yeah. they're all around there though. It's pretty long. Yeah. That's pretty good for a anime adaptation because wasn't I feel like past ones were like ten episodes, forty five minutes each, uh, and it felt forever. I mean, but so. it's it, I think it technically is longer than what Cowboy Bebop was. Actually, can I, I, like, I think Cowboy Bebop were like so forty to fifty five like, minutes an episode. Like, so I think overall per episode, One Piece is longer. Was it a good? Pacing? I'm already jumping uh, to the third question. Yeah, I think they did that fine, actually. Yeah, they had okay. a lot of like really good uh, actors in this that I was surprised yes, to see. Honestly, that's, well, that's a lot of diverse definitely. actors. Like, they called in, they pulled some strings. I was like, "Yo, wait, you got them in this too?" Like Vincent oh, Reagan wow. alone was like, "Y'all got Vincent Reagan in um, this?" And how did they do that? They have some connections, you, you know. You, yeah, you've job. seen Ages of Shield, Netflix right? Money. You remember? Mm-hmm, remember mm-hmm. the kid from the future of Fitz Fitzsimmons? He's he's yeah. in this. 
Wait, isn't yeah, he the buggy. clown guy? Mm-hmm. People have been yeah, simping after this character. I was like, that I, character was ugly as hell. In yeah, the show. He's, <laughs> yeah because he's he's actually very good at the role. Like you, you remember you yeah, remember wow. him in the Age of Shield. Like he had a very fast talking, like high energy personality. So it fits Buggy pretty well, actually. Right. It's yeah, and honestly, oh my like like Raymond saying, I think to that point, I think what made this show, uh, I think everyone's saying it's like the best anime adaptation i think what makes it a lot better than the others has to be the commitment to the character work in this like mm. like he was saying jeff Ward playing buggy committed a hundred and ten percent in this role it felt very <laughs> like buggy. joker-esque like it was like okay wow. I, like i'm glad they put him first because i'm like okay how are you gonna like make this like how are you gonna pull me in because you can't do all of that show because there's just a lot of powers which we'll get back to in a minute but like Buggy being within the first three episodes pulled me in because, okay, this guy's serving up a really great villain in this pretty goofy world. But he was really when they are serious, it is really great and it pulls you in and it reminds you that anime does have really capable and fulfilling serious scenes. And they're able to translate that very well. I think where they are struggling is the opposite of that, I would say. Uh, the, The goofy parts are difficult to do with humans because in anime, if you want to be goofy, you can stretch someone's face t- 20 feet high in the air and, and put X's over their eyes and put little poop parts over their heads and like really accentuate. <laughs> but in a human form, it's just like this person is delivering like a, a, a high level of TikTok acting right now, just real goofy, cringy behavior. Yeah, it's I, like, oh, all right. But I, and fits the scene, I, I, guess. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, TikTok I don't acting. think it's that bad. Uh, so there's a part of that that I disagree with, calling it TikTok acting. Mm-hmm. But I think that they, for sure, amped up. Maybe not amped up. One of the reasons it's I do one of the, one of the reasons it has its charm is they're embracing all of the goofiness of One Piece, uh, which I Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop maybe just wasn't the best first attempt mm-hmm. at an adam. Like you come out the gate with coward bebop like that's hard that that show is nuanced and why people really love it um there's a lot of really there's a lot of very anime parts and there's a lot of like not anime parts like trying to nail that is kind of tough i think one piece was an easier mark to hit in the grand scheme of things because yeah they just have to find some good actors some of the cg looks kind of goofy um not knowing one piece very well you know that they have like snails. Snail technology is how they communicate. Oh my god! Uh, and the first time so you see creepy. a snail in this thing, it Jesus looks Christ. like straight out of uh, like a Fraggle Rock, like Frank Oz kind of oh, muppet like no. look. Um, Welcome to Fraggle Rock. Uh, Here's your and joint. like I actually <laughs> think that's perfect for these snails. Like it still looks really goofy on okay. this table, but like if you really think, if you go back and watch the One Piece anime, you're like, yeah, they're they're talking through, to through the telephone because they're talking through snails. Like why does this make any damn sense? Like um, I think the I think the fish people. Uh, like the mer the the mer people. people they're not like super great uh they they look a little weird but 
Like, I think that part, even that part is them still embracing the Goofy. Uh, one of my favorite villains, once I finally, in this first arc, uh, he's such a Goofy dude. The guy with the glasses, Marlon. Uh, oh, uh, I can't uh, think of his Sabo? name. Uh, he does, he always fixes his glasses by using his like entire palm for like no reason oh uh, but he has a reason the captain yeah. of the of the black yeah, cat pirates yeah. so when he shows up his yeah, his power his powers in that episode i was just like this looks really goofy <laughs> but so like it, this is y'all embracing how goofy this just is like um like i i really appreciate that part of it, it, it yeah it's not perfect by any means i there's some stuff that I'm like, how are they going to do some of this once they get there? Like, there's some really goofy... As, as I'm watching more of it, I'm remembering yeah. more of what happens in the first couple of arcs of One Piece. And I'm just like, how are y'all going to do some of this? Because because they have to get the 2020 Chopper, and like he's supposed to be in the next arc, this reindeer human. Yeah, he's going to be rocking It's like, is the only way that's going to happen. Like, it's, They're going to yeah, have to. They're, they're gonna, and they're going to have the most yeah. budget on this little puppet. But also think it's really cool. Like like Ray was saying, there, there definitely were some limitations. Like if you watch the anime, Luffy likes to fight. It's his whole thing. And his rubber band powers are used a lot. In this adaptation, he's mostly dodging and running away and like flipping and rolling. And then he'll throw like maybe two punches with his rubber, with his like gum gum powers. Because it's kind of like each hit is expensive. So you can see the tr- them trying to find ways to keep him in the fight. But to not have him just start throwing, but I mean, like he has to do have to pay for it. Gum gum, like machine gun at some point, and like throw a bunch of punches like that. So I'm just like, maybe they're just warming up this season, seeing how the how the rest of it goes. It does happen. And it is a, and it is a, it, it's an, it, it's an interesting choice to make with the, with the anime. Okay. It's I, like, oh, I look forward to just oh, that's seeing what they do with that, but uh, <laughs> that's too bad. Cause I mean, like, I'm just thinking about all of Luffy's powers that we're not going to get to some of the crazy or and crazy Zoro's powers. Yeah. Zoro's powers. We're not getting any of Zoro. Zoro at um, some point again, literally just has like a giant bull appear behind him as he rushes someone with his like three nice, horn attack nice. he, just he goes, does the move <laughs> nice uh and it's like oh, okay. we can't do that it's, it, yeah so that's the thing is what are they how are they going to do some of this stuff so far strong job if you got a plan great i look forward to it but some of this stuff coming with one piece is just gonna it's just gonna get weirder and weirder i do think this is gonna be one of those netflix shows just that's gonna follow how the witcher went of Maybe it starts out strong, but season after season, it's going to, like, weaken. It has a bigger, I think, curve than The Witcher. Because The Witcher, you at least are sticking with, like, monsters and magic. You can at least know what you're going to have. With One Piece, you're going from fish people to deer people to people who live in the sky with wings to people who live underwater who are also going through a slavery revolution to giants Mm -hmm. to literal giants who are just 10 to 20 feet taller to people who can grab the air a la Whitebeard and crack the yeah, they're just, they're crack just, the space in between just and just pull matter apart which is why I'm like I don't think they're going to have a long run with this because again at some point you <laughs> would have care. people who pull the fabric of time apart and it's like well that's <laughs> not going to really work out on TV <laughs> just gripping the fabric of the universe but they are i think doing a great job of the first like pre-time skip and the the time skip in one piece is like when they're like hey we're not ready to go and get the one piece let's go on like a 
a hiatus and train like mm. before all that like a lot of their adventures i think they might they might get as far as alabasta where like they find robin we're just like them going into this like sandy area fighting this guy made of sand they might if they play their cards right get that far because for the most part it's gonna be uh repeated you have people in face costume and like prosthetics you keep luffy's punching down to a minimum you utilize taz who plays sanji taz and um i believe what's the other guy's name it's taz and uh mckinney uh, who plays Renor zoro and sanji those two you can tell that they were excited to have them because during their fight scenes they kind of let the camera roll and just let them fight because mm-hmm. task took kickboxing when he got the role he wanted to like be in more of the scenes so he learned mm-hmm. kickboxing for the role so him fighting is him fighting in these long shots cool. and i like, look forward to that so, like, I love when, when they get into a scene it's great like and you can tell that they're like, cool, we're going to have these guys do a big, long 10-minute fight because we can just have the camera follow them around the battlefield. And then we'll have Usopp mm-hmm. run away from the fight, and then he'll lie about why he ran of away. Course. But we're going to focus on these two <laughs> to have this fight scene. They take on like 20 Usopp. people between the two of them. And just and Luffy's like off somewhere doing a CGI fight away from them because it's expensive. But those two, <laughs> literally at some point, you just hear Luffy fighting. He's like, where's Luffy? He's up there like, you're not going to show the fight? You're just going to hear him say, gum, gum. <laughs> You just wow. see a building shaking, and it's like, y'all, y'all don't want to pay for that. Y'all don't even want to pay for that. Okay, that's cool. I get you. But I think if they stick to those two fighting and Jacob Ramirez Usopp for, like, the commentary, it does work. It's going to be hard with the powers, and I'm excited to see what happens. And we also got more information on a character that we don't have information on from the anime. Um, if you watch uh, the a- adaptation, you know that Garp is a big part of the first run of that show. But Garp has a second-in-command named Beauregard. And in the anime and in the comics, he's like in the, maybe like four or five frames. And he, he like always has a hat on, and you can't really see his face. But he has a sword. And in this one, they gave him so many more lines uh, that everyone's oh. like, who the hell is this guy? And he's got to be important at some point. In a thousand episodes, we've never seen him talk about who this man is. And now we all want to know who this man is. Hmm... So it has done a lot, I think, in terms of like reinvigorating people's interest in the show and like dropping some great prosthetics and really introducing people to some really cool stuff. Mihawk, for me, I think is quite frankly uh, one of the better outfits uh, on this show. He plays, uh, if you don't know, Dracul Mihawk is a, one of the best swordsmen in the anime and he carries a big cross sword. Them translating that character in live action, honestly, the dude who played him looked amazing. Like the facial hair was stupid, but like they gave him contacts that didn't look like contacts. And even in the anime, he has like two black circular lines on his eyes. The contacts they gave him don't really take away or make you think they look fake. They look really good. Uh, The accent he did choose for him is interesting. And I think if y'all watch it, it's a very interesting accent he chose to give him. So my question is, knowing that the anime is over a thousand episodes long, for this one, I guess this first season, how many episodes did they cover? Um, in, um, in they covered a lot. Would you estimate? Well, because Arlon Park is a specific section of the adventure, and also the buggy fight, and also the Black Cat Pirates are separate fights as well. 
they may have just like I think when I looked it up, it was like thirty nine ish episodes 10? of the anime. Yeah, it was a bunch. And they okay. moved and also they, they cut pieces out to make it fit because there's a certain point they jump from um they, they jump right into Arlong Park after the Black Hat Pirates. And if you watch the anime, you know there's supposed to be another bad guy in the middle there. Supposed to be Smoker. Oh, they, they skip, skip Smoker. smoker. That they go sense. right into our life. like they like mm. they. Which again, Smoker is also one person that's hard because he literally just turned his body into yeah, smoke with like two I, cigars. That was one of the things around. in my head. I was just like, how are they going to do Smoker? But they just skip him. That that makes sense. <laughs> Raymond, I, I'm so, Raymond. Do you want a spoiler about what what they do with Smoker? Uh, I'll, I'll wait. It? It's fine. I'll keep to myself. It's fine. Great. Okay. They f- find a way to like address his character but then be like also this is why we're not bringing yeah. him in here anymore like oh well that's okay i get it interesting would you say um for people who've never watched one piece do you think they did a this pretty is, good this is explanation good yeah and, and introducing them into it Definitely. at the end of the day like today okay. it's a really good adaptation i think they stuck to the heart of it and i love that this anime felt like it was for everybody. And I'm not going to know, I don't know Ooh. how y'all feel, but I feel like some of these adaptations skew very, we're going to have everyone look exactly like the characters are going to be Japanese or they're going to be maybe a white person there. But this one, like, great, we're going to throw in everybody. Like they did a lot of people like, great, this person's going to be black. This person's going to be white. We're going to have some people of color in here. Like there are a lot of people in color in this adaptation that I think is a could be another one. People are like, oh, I actually want to watch this because like there's there's several black people and there's some people in here who wound up being black that you didn't really see in the anime that they made a choice for. Like Shanks's crew a lot of black folks in Shanks's crew in the live action one. And I was like, <laughs> nice, that nice. person's like, oh, they made that dude black too? Okay, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. It's 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 cool. Like they, they really did a I good job of like bringing people that. in. I can see that because the the, the mangaka, he was like he, like when he created these characters, he specifically say that that Luffy was from Brazil. So I like that they kind of stood to a lot of the characters' origins. Because all the characters are from all over. I like that mm-hmm. they reflected it in the show, live action show. Because like you said, that would have been so easy. How they did Dragon Ball Z Revolution, whatever that live action movie was a long time ago. Jesus. How they just made nobody. <laughs> they could have totally done that for that. But I like that they definitely took his, you know, the creator. They took his word for it and, and staying ch- true to all the characters. Because One Piece does have one of the most diverse uh, ca- uh, cast in their story. Um, and so, yeah, I, that's why I was a little interested in it. I was like, okay, they are embracing the diversity. I was just c- concerned about um, the storytelling. And you said, like, they did add a little bit of more characterization in places that the anime and the manga couldn't. That, that sounds, that and sounds I think amazing. The reason why it feels better than the most is also because the creator, Oda, worked close mm-hmm. with the directors and the writers he gave oh, his okay. feedback about like hey mm-hmm. like i want them to be as close to my vision as possible even going so far as to like approve who the five actors were even going so far as to give them gifts and illustrations of themselves as a character oh, so he was oh, like here's my personal yeah. stem of approval <laughs> these actors just, are the ones i the want and yeah. should fit this role He's just one of the best, like, when it comes to 
anime manga. He is uh, top tier. And I think that I stamp him. of approval leads to audience being cool. Oda's on board with everybody. You mm-hmm. can't argue with the guy who wrote it. So if he's like, I like it, you're gonna like it. Like, all right, this person isn't having an uh, like a an, an, an avatar experience where he's like, no, he's like, no, I'm in it with them. I like it. Y'all are gonna like. It. Like, oh, great. No, he's yeah, standing by it. We can stand yeah. by it with him. And, and it helps that it is actually good. Like they, I, I it sounds, it almost feels like he did. He was there for shoots and giving them advice on things and stuff. He must have been because, like, Aww. it feels very One Piece. That is the. There's some things that are, like, you you lose a little bit of some of these stories because they blast through some of them so fast because uh, they're just trying to do so much time. So like, they're just trying to save so much time. So there's some emotional impacts to some of these things that like don't hit exactly the same way. But um, the one thing that they needed to nail was, does it feel like One Piece? And absolutely yes. Is that a hand? Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing them work on the emotional parts because that they tried to do mm-hmm. something with like with Zoro and some they tried to do some emotional things. They didn't deliver as hard, but I think they're just kind of like stressing those boundaries, building it up. We'll see what happens. And a big one for the for them is also that the cast has been doing before the strike, they did a bunch of media things that they've been re-releasing non-stop showing how close they are uh and having them also engage with audience members so there's a lot of i think of community outreach and community support and they're just really enjoyable people i think which has been helpful for them um i have a question so um i think this on the the chat on on um on ig but um so the people who i guess who has who made the show want want to do 12 seasons of this for netflix do you i think the writers I think no, it's the it writers, the, right? I think the, no, the, the writers Netflix. wanted to do for the or maybe Netflix ever... creators are hoping for twelve seasons is what the Gotcha. Okay. So the writers wanted the, the show creators runners. the showrunners wanted to do twelve, which makes sense for the one to do twelve. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna get that far. Like pe- again, they skipped thirty plus episodes for these eight episodes. <laughs> they did they skipped they did eight episodes and this those covered thirty nine plus episodes beyond this point. There is so many different power level jumping. Oh, yeah. There's so many different. There's there's so many different Locations. people. With, also, there's like gum. There's this. different. There's different devil fruit user powers that do not translate yes. well on TV. That will require a ton of VFX that they do not have the funds for. Like, are you going to have Luffy do third gear? Like, how are you going to make that look? How, how are you going to? That's my question. Yes. Like, are you going to? Is do, he going to do third gear? Or even first, first gear? gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's for first gear. First are you going to get? So, are you going to get first gear down? He's, he's going Kaio can. Like? He just turns red. Like he's like he his his body gets steamy. No, it's like Kaio no, can for a rubber man. Too. First gear is he gets a little oh, bigger. Right. So sorry. You like? Uh, yes. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. Which is which is possible. No, I, I feel like first gear can translate well in the live adaptation, but I mm, think the second saying. gear mm, hey, we'll see. It's gonna know. be hard. We'll see what they do. Oh, like the quality, man. I mean and also it's important to also remember that this is Netflix and if it does get too expensive, they will decide to cut it. Like, hey, actually Especially after that third season. And again, if the most if the I feel like the most common feedback is to let Luffy's powers showcase more, that's going to wind up being a big financial commitment. Because, like, 
even when they did have him do his powers, they often had like the camera angle be with his like his arm is stretching off screen or like further away from his face, or they had the camera back up so he kind of could like make his stomach big and catch a cannonball. Like there were a lot of techniques they did to make it work, but it's also like how many times can you do it to point where like I was able to count that he uses power maybe two to three times an episode if there was fighting. And for the most part, he's rolling around on stuff and like backflipping over things and then grabbing other things to hit people with things. And then Chopper. I mean, they can't have him use the <laughs> Chopper has a First power all, that I don't think is going to work. If Chopper uses his, uh, if Chopper uses one Rumble Ball, the whole show can't happen. If he uses, <laughs> it's close and it's like the. <laughs> It can happen. Literally, he has about four different rumble forms that involve his body transmorphing yep. into a different thing. And if he eats four, he turns into a giant monster. You can't animate that. It's, it's, it's just it's just not going to work for... I mean, it's just not going to work. So we'll see how long they get. They might get two, three seasons, maybe. But I don't think they're going to do anything past that because of just the power leveling is too hard to do. I'd love to see them do an, an impel down thing. Hype, and we get to... Probably not gonna that'd happen. be hype, but it'd be... It wouldn't happen because info down like there's like 40 different devil fruit users using their powers at the same time actually across the screen fighting and so it's like it's not gonna work yeah this is there's gonna be a lot of things that are gonna be hard to do this is fun uh, and there's also the strike going on so then that is also a thing of who knows if they can afford continue shooting if they don't fulfill their negotiations yeah. too yeah and also you know it's, it's adaptation you know it's not i mean we love adaptation but it's also like great like let's just redo everything all over again like mm. i get it and i think what also helped is that one piece is still actively going i feel like for the most part whenever they've done an adaptation it's been for a finished anime i could be wrong but i feel like they've like done it for like i mean just uh I- well, Attack on Titan was still going on. Wait, did they do it? They did like Titan? the first. They no, did. No, they no, did, no, but it was like that was on Netflix. Netflix? That was oh, okay. no, not Netflix. But I was just saying in general, like they did basically the first two seasons of Attack on Titan in live action, and then like ended it like that. But then you know the show was still like season three at the time, mm. and then had that big break in between. Wasn't really so I'm like, I don't even know if they're gonna make a live action of. <laughs> and if y'all want to know, well, it's not Attack on Titan. It's a fake yeah. ripoff of Attack on Titan. And if y'all want to know, they do it's have so another group of potential live action adaptations coming up soon. Uh-oh. One of them is they're gonna do an old anime that's also over. Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh yeah, I forgot they were talking about doing that's- that. There's that is possible. Show. That is a possible thing to no. do. No, it's not. That was also hard. It is. It is. It's this, easier than One Piece. Is no, they have literal demons in that. <laughs> it's like literal demon I people. Mean, I've seen the Japanese live adaptation with demons, and so I can see that show being translated good. well. Yu Yu Hakusho. Not, not One Piece stuff in live adaptation, but I think that's a difference. Also, Yusuke that. has his spirit gun, which again he only can use it a few times so it might be helpful because he'll use it like i think maybe twice in the first season of the anime itself but it's also a man who is part dealing with an eye in the middle of his forehead there's a homeboy that can has a rose whip it's just also the dude has a full flaming sword um so that's gonna be it's also let's not forget there's a baby that's five thousand years old that has a pacifier in his mouth the entire time 
That is I mean, this I'm bitch. sorry, what? Benjamin Button. There is a character <laughs> that is, I think, like the boss of hell or something like that. Wait, and like he's in charge of all the dead people and he is a baby in a bib in a onesie. And he talks with telepathy because he, his mouth isn't ready to talk out of his mouth. So he just uses his brain power to talk at you. And he's just sort of a pacifier the whole time. And everyone's like, that's a baby. He goes, no, no, no I am a 5,000-year-old deity. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took a on Ragnarok. So that's happening no. with that one. Um, I think they can do that pretty well. I just think they need to hire a lot of crew from um, Japan because they they know how to make that stuff work on screen. Mm. I don't know if team over he- like whoever's over here. Now I'm I I mean they can try, but I feel like they they've been doing like live action stuff with giant creatures and demons and stuff just for like TV shows like in J dramas, and I'm like. Possible. Yeah, they're also um, gonna. But what else? Also, you can blame Detective Pikachu. They're doing a Pokemon live action series as well. Detective Pikachu opened the door to that. It's too little, too late, though. They should have done that already. Another one I that I also it. know is gonna be hard to do, which I'm very surprised by. They're doing Sword Art Online. That's also okay. No, which again no. is hard to no. do. It takes place no. in an MMORPG where people are actively doing video games stuff. It. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah. don't want we it. We can do that. We can, we can take that challenge. So, um, they, there's already issues in the anime. Are they going to do the exact same thing in the live action? I That's going to be. I sus. hope they don't do that, brother, sister. Uh, oh, this is a child, and looks like a child. That they might up their ages a bit. And people not be, yeah, all that nasty stuff. Like I'm like, mm. okay. And then at the top of that list that they are excited about, which they are only doing because of One Piece. Is they currently have Joby Harold set to direct a live action My Hero Academia. And Joe Harold was, he worked on the Kenobi series and he worked on the Army of the Dead with Zack Snyder. He is set to write, produce, and direct the adaptation. Uh, so, because of how good One Piece was, they're like, cool, let's do My Hero Academia I, next. Which is another one to, to do. If I attempt to share Wildest, then we have another topic we were going to talk about next. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about it. No, again. So there, I feel like with everything, it's always like a plus. It's like great. Barbie did awesome. Barbie was great. And Mattel took that as cool. Let's make an Uno movie and a Polly Pocket movie. And like, it's like no, we, you didn't learn it. You didn't learn what we wanted. You, you went somewhere else. There's really a scene that says that. Like it worked, but we're gonna keep doing this. I'm and like, now, no, made Barbie great. And now Netflix is looking for a Deku oh. and a Midoriya, looking for a young Midoriya already to be in this anime where everyone has superpowers. What's, and that one is the thing that's gonna work the least about that show. Uh, and I'm done. Is uh, is Bakugo? Because half half of <laughs> half of that entire character is anime reactions, like the his the way his face looks when he Him gets yelling. really mad, like his energy when he's Wait. yelling in the scene. None of that's going to translate very well to live action. <laughs> what about? What's her name? The frog girl. Oh, I yeah. think she's going to be the one of the hardest people. That's the thing. She's going to be really tough. And that's the thing, Raymond, is that I 
I feel like that's what made it hard for me about the One Piece thing. Is like the person who plays Luffy is always overly exuberant, and I'm like, that's got to be tiring. But this I, kid is I, nonstop I do like, "What's that. up, friend? I'm the king I of do, the pirates." Yeah, every, every single every, person he meets, and I'm like, "God is, damn it!" And, and every time he says, "I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna be king of the pirates," I'm just like, "That's that's really good." Oh. I, <laughs> you, how many times did you do this <laughs> in the mirror goodness. to like get this down? Because you. <laughs> You you are good at that. Uh, I believe you. Yeah. You will be king of the pirates. And then there's like the, <laughs> and then he also does like the random like anime yells for no reason for excitement. Just ah! it's like wait, why are you yelling? Like, this is weird. Like, you're fully so screaming, but I feel like it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate, and that's gonna be, and, and that'll happen with Bako. He's just yelling, and like this kid is always screaming Which, at people. All and exactly like has a permit. I don't want to hear the voice of Bakugo. It's gonna get on my nerves because he's he's literally always yelling, and he has a deep voice at the same time. And I'm like, if you can't, if, if you do find that actor to do that. My ears the whole time. I mean, also, how are they going to do our favorite shadow bird creature, man? How are they going to do this? Because a full beak the entire time. a full bird head the entire time. How are they going to do that? There's so many characters. That weird pink alien chick who has acid powers as well. And Nora's like sweatpants all the time. Like, how are they going to do her power? Nina. Like, these people are going to look really weird because the whole world is really weird. And I'm worried that the lesson they learn is if we get a popular anime, we can make it into success. I, I feel like they need to hire cosplay, like big cosplayer mm, well, artists, and just put them on. Just put them. Just bring them on because they're going to be the only people that, even if the special effects don't work, at least they look good as hell in their costumes. I just feel like, like in this. Netflix society with making my adaptations, their like their costumes always look kind of on the weak side sometimes, mm. and I'm like, do you know the 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 mindset and the resourceful that cosplayers are, and they make things look incredible just to walk around for a weekend in a convention center. Some like, PBC they just dream. So I I do want to wrap yes. up because we've been on one piece a while, but. Uh, but on that point, they—that's something that is also nice about One Piece. Is they are not. It, it it would look more. It would look too cartoony if they were just always in the 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 their classic outfits from the anime. But they're not. Like they're in. They're in very similar, hmm. like style of clothing that fits them. Uh, and just like in okay. the, just like in the mangas and stuff of the world where they like they'll have a. They're always in their normal clothes because it's a cartoon, but the promotional images, like right before the chapter starts, is sometimes them in like street clothing and stuff like that, like or just or just mm-hmm. other styles of clothing that like fits for their character, but it's just not the standard, you know, SpongeBob outfit that they're always wearing. So the mm-hmm. uh, but they did that. They moved through a lot of different clothing and stuff, and even in the three episodes that I've seen, like I don't feel like anyone's been looking the same way which is kind of weird for pirates like where do you keep all these clothes but uh but you know they also their closet that's real they have a deep they they also you know they they, at least in one of the episodes they were in someone's house and they were giving clothes so like it made more sense but uh but yeah so just something that they're doing a good job of is keeping them all in wardrobes and things that like look good they don't look overly weird they don't look super goofy like the marine outfits look half 
like they don't look like they're cosplay marine outfits but like they don't they don't look like overly uh like military yeah, either they look like, official so uh <laughs> okay. they, like it, it it fits so it works uh, there more good things they're doing but yes overall awesome okay nice well check it out if you can see it um i'm gonna jump on another show that we didn't get a chance to talk about but it's to me one of the best gems that we've had in 2023 and that was they clone tyrone that was also a it was a thriller a movie that was on netflix a few months ago directed by um i think his name was jewel i don't remember or Jewel. jewel taylor which this was like his first movie ever um and i feel like it captured that um it's it's like sci-fi meets like that 70s style his first director also yeah his first time directed because i think previously he was like a co-writer on creed 2 or something in space jam Um, new legacy yeah well, I, 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 I'm glad I've learned that now because I, because uh, you know, I gave him the chance before I knew I gave him the chance, and I appreciate him now. Uh, so, uh, yes, um, I, per- I personally don't want to explain too much because if, if I, I feel like this mm-hmm. movie came out at a weird time where like it didn't, maybe it was right after the writer's strike or something where like people couldn't. Uh, like, it was right um, after the writer's strike. So, like, people couldn't June. really talk yeah. about this much, uh, but mm-hmm. it was uh, very good. Uh, and mm-hmm. I say that being kind of annoyed with the first fifteen minutes to twenty-five minutes because it was a black exploitation movie, basically. And yes. and I was like, man, yes. can we have done anything else? And like, yes, the when we came back, Yo. I was, but it was in that towards the end of that 15 20 minutes i was like there's gonna be a point to this i can see that now okay uh there's a reason it's a black exploitation movie and it came all together in the end uh so i wasn't mad at it but also you know there's a lot of black exploitation tropes in this movie the entire time like it doesn't really ever end so uh but you know that's that's probably the biggest negative i have for this movie and uh, the rest of it was great uh the a, a certain very important character that comes in later on in the movie. Um, I was really glad to see him just cause I felt like I hadn't seen him in, cause I just haven't watched uh, enough of his shows lately. I feel like I hadn't seen him in anything. So it was a nice mm-hmm. surprise seeing uh, that big time actor. And uh, yeah, I call him a big time actor. A lot of people know who he is once you see him on screen or hear his voice. Uh, yeah. Good movie. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, I agree. Though. It also came out in theaters at the same time too. So oh, um, if people, so when it came out, the day it came out on Netflix, it also was in theaters at the same time. And that's why, like how you said, it was kind of disappointing that we didn't get a chance to talk about it because it had a lot of yeah, exposure too. Um, but it was, it was like the, the beginning, like the, the hard start of the, of the strike, especially it was around the time of the actors join um, that we did get a chance to kind of like, you know talk about it and it uh, to me this is just a nice it was a nice surprise uh, again they've been promoting this movie since last year they have been posting the trailers they were they've been talking about it i too was like ray where i was like the first 20 minutes i was like 
wait, there has to be a catch because why, why is it set up like this? This is so basic. It's so over. And then there's like, oh, now we're going to go down this path because things that are there are not what they seem. And I'm like, okay, now I'm getting the sci-fi element of this. And uh, it was giving me, uh, which is hilarious, Attack, Attack on the Block vibes, which that's why John Boyega started. So it was that's why he's so perfect in this movie. It had that same uh, tone mm-hmm. that... I missed. Jamie Foxx um, was great and stuff. Uh, oh, Jamie Foxx! So Jamie Foxx. <laughs> I don't think he had a script. He was just ad libbing the entire time. That was he just was too so perfect he with was his every line. So funny. Uh, and uh, Tiana Paris was very good. Also, gun. they they, they, <laughs> they had a good amazing. vibe. Going oh, she's on. killing it. That trio was just amazing. I think, like y'all were saying, I also agree. The first twenty minutes, I'm like what did I sign up for? Like, I fully thought this was going to be a different type of film. And now I'm like, who's this terrible? Am I supposed to like this character? This guy's kind of sucks. And I'm like, this is a terrible, I'm like, oh, okay. And like, where like, once you hit you, it's like, oh, this is that kind of film. It's giving us a, a bigger explanation for everything. Um, but I enjoyed it. I feel like it fully gave me sorry to bother you vibes where yeah. it's like, we're going to give you this yep. topic layer and you're going to slowly mm-hmm. matriculate down to the bottom layer. You're going to go through a wild ride to get there. And I had fun with it. I loved every okay. little like, hey, this is happening now. Isn't that wild? Can you see it now? This is super wild. Um, music was great. Music was really good. And uh, all in all, I, I felt really happy watching it. And I think this is like around the same time I started seeing uh, commercials for the blackening so i'm like yo like, we were just getting a lot of good oh, yeah. like i think just black cinema and i'm excited to see what that means for more uh ips like i know that this particular screenwriting apparently was a part of like a list um of like the most liked unproduced scripts that uh so it joins other scripts of that including jojo rabbit argo and juno so it's a part of this like mm. like this really important list where like yo you got to like really pitch a good pitch to make this happen but the script is like highly you know liked that makes sense i can see that being in that group because all those movies had acquired taste if you were into the story or the acting um but I, of course they think on tyrone i feel like it was just i don't see how you could not like it unless it's just was like you don't like that type of narrative storytelling. Mm. That, that would be the only way I could see someone not liking this because I was like, even if you don't like it, the performances are amazing. And I feel like yeah. um, even if you, cause I, I, I read reviews, how people like, I didn't know what was going on, but I liked seeing the actors act basically. And I was like, yeah, these are top tier actors doing their job. And they were so into character that I, it, you have to keep watching to be like, well, what are they going to end up next? What are they going to do? Um, and so I can see that script being part of that. I know that we're being pretty, you know, we're trying to be as nebulous as possible, but I think for the most part, I think the film really does a great job of talking about, um, this kind of like, not illusion, but this kind of how choice for the most part, isn't really up to these individuals that they're focusing on or how a greater system at play could lead folks to potentially, negatively harm or affect others in the surrounding area and the longer that they uh, like ascribe to that identity that's been placed on them the more damage and harm they cause to the regular people around them 
who might want something different or could pursue something different. There's a greater list saying like, hey, like we all know about institutionalized racism and how redlining, all these other things have led people of color to be put in this position. But like, what if we were to go even further and talk about it as more of like a real, not just institutionalized, but like even deeper, even further to be like a cerebral assault on a community in a really interesting mm-hmm. way that, you know, if you're uh, uh, into conspiracy theories, it kind of lines up to like maybe a faux conspiracy theory that's like, oh, actually, maybe it is the man. Maybe it is the, the, the man's plan to do these things. And it kind of really just dives in deep on that conspiracy ride. And it's fun. But also at the end of the day, you kind of learn or you think about some things a little bit like, cool, like, are the people that they're portraying, do I know someone like that? Or do I know the idea of that being like that? Or do I, can I connect with my also uh, wanting to be kind of like Yo-Yo, you know, someone who is a character that like wants to be tied to the community, but is also very aware of the toxicity that exists in the community that is very yes. much crab in a barrel like. So it is a lot of amazing things in that time frame. And it was really great. And I want to see more of what Joelle Taylor has to produce. Except I, Space Jam. I would... Oh my gosh. Um, if I was to tell someone how to see, like, how good is this movie or how would I describe this movie? I would say this movie would be like, this is the type of movie, if Boondocks was still on today, that would have a whole scene of, of Huey and, and Riley discussing it, of them both liking the movie, but they're liking it for two opposite reasons. Like, is that, is that good? Like, is that entertaining? And I think it's also very thought-provoking where you can have discussions from all sides even extreme as Huey and Riley, they can basically have a conversation over and then granddad be like, well, I like it because of, you know, this one scene, whatever. I I feel like that movie would definitely fit in that uh, universe of uh, pop culture. It's a good film. Yeah, it's a good film. Highly recommend. Not that long either. Wasn't it like 90 minutes? Yeah. Yes. I think so. I missed 90 minute movies. That's, that's the I, reason why I liked it. it was, wait, no, we lied. They lied. It's it's it's, it's two, two hours long. long. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Really? It felt it's short. It's two hours and two minutes. Very two hours and two minutes. Thank you. I no problem. I also I was I'm like, wait, how long was it? I'm like, oh. Short. Here's the thing. It does feel <laughs> shorter because I feel like you are pretty much in like locked in yeah. on the mystery for a good amount of time. Like 30 minutes in, though. Yeah, so maybe that's the longest part. Like you're like twenty minutes, you're yeah. like, eh, and then like that thirty minute yeah, mark. The okay. longest part is getting to getting to the meat and potatoes, probably. And then once you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Once you and get to short. that, <laughs> once you get to that chicken scene, you're in it. You're in it. I, and you're just I, like, I holy actually, shit, I can't get out. I disagree now. that that's the scene. I think the scene is oh is the. Uh, the first time, the first time they break into the, they like follow the car and break into the house yes. the first time. Oh. I, I agree with Ray. That's that's yeah. it for me too because of what Jamie yeah. did. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh-uh. anyway. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. So now we're gonna take a a walk over to our favorite pastime, which is video games. And uh, this week we were blessed with two great. Um, Shows we got Nintendo Direct and we had State of Play. They had some on the same day. We were blessed, you guys. Um, and so we're going to kind of dive into all hashtag. the news from that. Hashtag what? Blessed. Uh, oh, hashtag <laughs> blessed. <laughs> hashtag Nintendo. <laughs> um, 
So Nintendo Direct came out. Uh, it had a lot of big games as far as like uh, Paper Mario Thousand Years, Thousand Year Door coming out, um, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Um, but one of my favorites, because of Mario's success from the movie and from all the games this year, is the Princess Peach Showtime game, um, which is going to have... As you've seen the Mario movie, you see it as such a badass Princess Peach is. Well, you now you get to play her, and she gets to do all the amazing adventures of, like, you know, fighting, solving mysteries, driving fast car, all that and more in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be out next year. Um, March 22. I feel like... I feel like, I mean, this game, we haven't seen much of it, but I'm starting to feel like that that might be a new series that Nintendo, judging by the sales, if it does well, I think that's going to be a future Mario series for um, for Princess Peach. And I'm hoping to see more merchandise from that, as well as Princess Daisy. I like Princess Daisy. Uh, to, to see uh, in the future. Um, Oh wait, Luigi's Mansion. Well, too? and that's one of the yeah. Re- like, so that's H- one of the things I have to H- say H- about H- Nintendo is that there's okay, very, yeah, I it is know very that. clear <laughs> through this Nintendo Direct because there's a lot of people online that were calling it meh, mm-hmm. and I think I okay. agreed to an extent because there was a lot of there was a lot of HDs and remasters and remakes mm-hmm. in that Nintendo Direct, and if that's what else is coming. Plus Super Mario Wonder, they they had a specific direct recently about Super Mario Wonder that we I don't I think that was while we were on break, um, and we could talk about that too. But like other than that game, it there's not a lot of new games. The so Princess Peach one is mm-hmm. the other example. There's not a lot of like new Mario games coming out. Um, so giving everyone the supporting to the theory of Nintendo Switch Two is not far away, like. Uh, right. if, if they're just doing remasters mm. and stuff right now, like this probably is another the, one. the the slow like, well, we're finishing up this this uh, thing and then we'll move on. Hmm. That's a big ass. They're like, yo, y'all should buy this the Switch too because the Switch One has been like pretty much a staple. But I guess they could do what PlayStation does, which is like, great, we're no longer gonna sell that specific model to drum up sales so i mean i i don't think they'll do that for the switch because it's been so beloved but yeah they really are definitely kind of like trickling out products like oh we'll give you a few things to hold over but we're really looking forward to this next push um yeah i, I think that's why i feel like they spent a lot of their resources on, on tears of the kingdom because that was going to be like pretty much the last push uh, before I don't know what other big games on Switch comes out, but I know like that was where all the focus was, and now we're getting into like the lull of just this. Which I'm not too upset. They did mm. announce Tomb Raiders one, two, and three will be out, and oh, it's going to be remastered. <laughs> if you remember, if the days when you were a '90s kid and you were uh, you had a, a list of polygon boobs, and I had a list of like things to look, I had to like. I remember having a notebook because I was like, I had to look stuff up because it was like, what am I doing? Like she, she would say something. I'm like, what does that mean? I had to go to game FAQs, jot down some, some keywords, go back and be like, okay, I need to, look. because everything was pixelated. Some things didn't look yeah. the way they looked. You're so right. now I don't have to even worry about it. Things are going to look the way they look, hopefully. Um, and that's coming out next year as well, I believe. Um, it's going to have, um, 
But then they also said that they're going to have it where you can toggle back to the pixelated things. And I'm like, on that tiny ass screen. That's what I'm saying. But they said that there's going to be an option where you can toggle between the updated visuals and then the original polygon look for some retro flair. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But they said it's going to include the expansions and secret levels for all the games too. So they're looking for $50 for this game. Pretty much. We're over $50 for this game. Yeah, we're no good. Nintendo prices. Yep. They're ridiculous. <laughs> Marlon, honestly, I heard that Sony was also going to do this too. So just wait for Sony to do it. Jesus and it will be a, a PS uh, exclusive, <laughs> like free month thing. I was also, I do want to mention that there was a game that I was, you know, somewhat intrigued by because it just brought back nostalgia. That was um, Prince of Persia. What I'm not oh, excited yeah, for that. is this like default uh, hairstyle they give people of color. With <laughs> it's like who has locks that just hang like that naturally? <laughs> and it's like the most <laughs> common default for like black people. Like he has locks, but they stand up like this. And it's like what amount of bobby pins is this person putting in the their gravity. hair to have their locks just be like perfectly quaffed up? And it's multiple. It's just like across the board. It was like a Fortnite character had a hairstyle. I think Miles Morales, I think at a certain point, had a look like that. For they're like, maybe we should have. It's like it's like their one go-to style besides an afro is like, let's do locks like this. (laughs) It's the new, you know, token look, I guess. Yeah, but either way, I I do I'm I do like the TD action platformer it does bring back to sitting around the playstation just like actively using the sand dial to like rewind myself if i died somewhere just like oh i fell no i didn't and then like trying to time it better that was cool to see but i'm also very much aware it's going to be a 60 dollars game so i'm like i'm good yeah we are good on that um, and that was the general direct yeah, basically uh they had other stuff Oh, you, you there wasn't a whole lot. I was happy to see this F Zero thing, just because they don't use that universe very well. Oh, they uh, don't. Uh, it's just no. a battle royale, but you know, uh, people were liking it. Um, and I, 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 as much as it's another remaster, I am excited about Super Mario RPG. Uh, that was a game that I. <laughs> no, that that you know, is that was a game I missed yeah. in that day and age, and so. Doing a remake of this will be kind of fun, just because uh, uh, everyone's always talked so highly about Gino. It's time to see this weird puppet kid. How? Why are you so cool? Uh, <laughs> uh, was it a different time? We'll, we'll see. Why are you so cool? What makes you huh. cooler than me? <laughs> but I do um, want us to go that- to the Sony PlayStation because they had. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not trying their, to bias or anything. I mean. <laughs> Let's be real. They have honestly something that everyone wants to, to know about, which is Spider-Man Two. Like that was like, hey, we know you, we know it's like Nintendo Direct had Zelda, and like, great, Tears of the Kingdom is coming. We know this is their audience. We're gonna keep pushing that and drop that. Great, Sony's like, cool. We know that Spider-Man Two is coming, and people want to know more. And obviously, they're gonna have a bajillion more outfits now, which is exciting. What was it? Like. 56 outfits how much was it they decided to go ham on the outfits (laughs) and i'm happy because i'm because they're like great people will like these outfits let's go deep in the comic book lore and just pull up every to the point where like they also have the puerto rican spider-man suit 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so, they're going deep. I love this. So are these outfits all free? Yeah, or you have to so. like buy you or earn them? You have to find them, them in the game. There, well, but. You have to find them. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's, find it's them? the same in, in oh. the game and the DLC. Oh. Like either you have to beat a challenge or you have mm-hmm. to find these clues or you have to interact in a specific way. Like for instance, for one of them, if you want to get like the bodega cat, you have to go to like a bodega on a specific thing to even get it. And you have to walk in and now you unlock the Bodega cat suit. Where it's like you and your Spider-Man outfit with the cat in your backpack that now fights people out of the backpack with you, which is honestly hilarious. Yeah, so they're also I was gonna say that they're also said that they are doubling the size of New York in this game. If you played the first one, you're like, oh, this was a pretty big New York. They're actually doubling that size for an experiment to actually go to Brooklyn and Queens finally. Exactly. It's like great. It's like now we're gonna have now we're gonna actually have y'all go into Brooklyn. We're gonna have we we kept you away from there. We talked about the culture a lot, but like we're like even in video game world, it was still too spicy for us. But now it's like okay, I think we're gonna go there now. Poor Bronx. Yeah. And um, hey, even though they made it that long, it still means that I will not catch the subway and will still web sling for 20 well, minutes yeah, to get they, there. I do they not start care. showing all the web wings and like, yes. you, I mean, Spider-Man basically flies around the city now, which is like, it's just right. going to be really cool. Um, I also would have done mm-hmm. this to you, Kat. I've talked about Spider-Man 2 first instead of uh, what you, you, wanted <laughs> you, want, what you really wanted to talk about you, first. Cause, yeah. He's like, everybody wants to know about Spider-Man. Yes, I was like, really? I, I do. Like, this Kat, game. No one cares about Final Fantasy like you. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And oh, because of me. Okay. <laughs> no, no. No, you're right. Because Spider-Man 2 is like the next big game. If you haven't been playing Starfield right now, that means you're waiting for Spider-Man 2, Same. which is in a few weeks. So I, I get it. Uh, I get it. Um, but the biggest news I stayed play was that <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake Series Rebirth will has a announcement date, and they had a huge trailer showing what is going on in the story. As you know, with Remake, it is completely uh, bypassing their original Final Fantasy VII story. It's almost pretty meta, where it's like Sephiroth knows what happens in that story as well as, well as um, Aerith. So it's like, now that they know what's going to happen, now they're going to do things completely different than the original game, which makes this, it's like going on a different timeline. So in Rebirth, we are visiting stuff that we've seen in Seven. But we actually don't know how Sephiroth is involved. How characters who had previously been dead in the past are now alive and in the group. So much to do. Um, the visuals were, of course, incredible. There's going to be more team combos. Um, I love seeing how uh, Yuffie's will be more utilized in the game because she was a side character. Um, there was an appearance with Vincent Valentine, who also was like a very specific cameo character. That you either had to unlock or you just had to wait to play on the side game that was on the PSP, which I never played. <laughs> the Dirge of Service, I could never play that. Um, he's going to be in this game. Um, so much excitement because the whole entire cast of this game, except for we don't know who Sid is yet, but everyone's involved. Sephiroth is, we don't know if he's going to be a villain, an anti-hero, joining Cloud. We don't know, but and we don't know who the big bag is in the story. 
we don't know if this is the part like we don't know if this is going to be a trilogy or just a second part of the story um but we do know there's a lot of like the golden saucer um a lot of the locations they're going to have like those segue things which i think were pretty random and pretty cool um so much stuff um and then the announcement date is actually will be on leap day february 29th 2024 um i i think that's hilarious to release it on that day but i'm not surprised um of course i'm very excited i'm i'm I, i'm excited but i'm just like if we know sephiroth is not going to be doing the things in the seventh in the, in the original game i i'm just concerned well, what's going to be the big bad and what is going to be the lost? Yeah. Because I remember when I was like 11 and I played 90, and the, the Final Fantasy 7 game and I was like, wait, this is this is sad. Like, I've never played a sad game before. I didn't like traumatize me for life. But then that's how mm. I got into the well, franchise. And they so. hinted at... Uh... Like they 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 tease that yeah we know fans are really curious about a certain scene, at which I assume is the big Aerith, uh, uh spoiler that's basically the Darth Vader spoiler of the world and uh like it. Yeah. so they know they know people are interested about like what are they doing with that it would uh, my question to y'all is are they going to kill someone else are they going to kill Aerith? Are they going to subvert all of that and kill nobody? I don't know the lore. Uh, Please don't kill Tifa. I, yeah, that's, that's, all that's, that's my first thought is are they going to kill Tifa instead? But wait, there has been. <laughs> right. Yeah. In the teaser trailer that came out months ago, like Sephiroth literally was saying to Cloud, like, you know, Tifa is a, there's an imposter around you. And we were like, oh my gosh, that, that had to be Tifa because she was one of the last people left when Cloud left. So I was like, is she not real? Or is that just setting her up to be the one to die? Because I'm going to lose it. That's that's my favorite character. So I was like, no, we don't know. We don't know. Um, we just have to wait and see. And knowing how their Square Enix loves using Final Fantasy VII as like their cash cow, they're going to end it in a way that's going to be pretty crazy. And then it's going to be like, oh, wait for the DLC or wait to the third part of the series because we're not done yet. And yeah, that's gonna suck, but it's gonna be great too. <sighs> but yeah, that <laughs> that was the other part of State of Play. Um, the other part was Resident Evil Four Remake is getting a DLC that's actually coming out this week, I believe. Um, I don't know if anyone loves Resident Evil Four, but no, that is part of the other news. Um, and then. Um, if we want to talk about Avatar, I'm not so. No one cares. Exactly. So then we have uh, Hell Divers Two. What you're excited which I'm, for? I'm... Sure. It looked uh, like the first Hell Divers didn't look anything like this. It felt. I don't it, remember what the, the first, first one was. Di- it felt very much like uh, like a like a T like a like a turn based RPG. Where it's like, great, I'm gonna put my guy here, and the thing's gonna come down, and it's gonna attack, and I have a turret here. Now it seems like they've gone from that to like there's going to be a sort of RPG game now. There's a gun, oh. go fight a giant bug, which I'm not mad at. It does make I mean, it, it look more like because before it would show you the monster. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's you know what, what it sounds it like. Really 
I think <laughs> it's like, probably. I think in the first one, it felt very much like it would show you the monster, but then like it would the camera would pull up and you just wouldn't kind of look at it that great. But now it's like it, like it does give me very looter shooter. It honestly reminds me of like um, what was that game you played, Ray? That involves you going to a planet and a black mist overtook you. Was it Hell Riders or? Or something. It gives me that vibe where it's like you're on a planet that that you're trying to find ways to kind of terraform, and you're just fighting hmm. these like giant creatures. Interesting. But it might not be a know. shooter, but like it definitely looks like it could be one. It sounds like it the way you're setting it up, but um, also if you are a fan of Roblox that is also coming to PlayStation 5 um, next month in October uh, if you if you're tired of your kid you know being on the computer now you can just put them on the PlayStation and they will play it there mm. um, also the last big news is they have new controllers out so if you are trying to up your console your mm. console your console controller collection, they now have it in metallic red, blue, and silver. Mm-hmm. And there'd be great gifts to give for the holidays. That's pretty much it for State of Play for now. Cool. Because we're kind of we're kind of coming to the end of the year, and it's like, honestly, as a gamer, we need a break. Because <laughs> every month, nonstop, we've had at least a game or two that kind of came out and then it's like, and then another game came out. I, my backlog is so full right now. Um, I still have to go back and play some of the games I got earlier this year, but mm-hmm. it's been a very good year. And, um, Oh, wait. And then don't forget that. I mean, if you were into Elden Ring, the Elden Ring DLC is coming out soon. So that is another game on your list. If you are like trying to play, trying to find the game time to play games because that's gonna take over the the web with that but you might not have to that? the last thing i was going to talk about really quickly is oh, yeah right maybe there. there's no playing. more video games uh because <gasps> no. of, uh, so uh <laughs> if you know game development things at all there is a very popular game engine it's probably the second biggest one. It might be the biggest one these days, but so uh, it's called Unity. And it's been around a long time. Uh, of, of, if my, when I was talking about that game that I made way earlier this year, that silly uh, potato game, that was oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. was through I Unity. To... Uh, like I, I, that was me learning. Like I, I know that engine pretty decently at this point, not expertly, but know how to use it some. But that's because it's a very indie friendly mm-hmm. thing. Uh, they, you know, they have always been, they've always had problems. I think keeping uh, their company like afloat here and there. But like it's an indie, it's an indie mm. thing. So they made a choice recently to because it sounds like uh, I want to say I remember hearing over the past year or two that they were having stock troubles and I don't know when this guy started working there but the new CEO of maybe not the new I don't know how long he's been working there but the current CEO of Unity is someone who has been in the gaming industry a long time and people have hated in other places he used to run uh, EA for a amount of time and uh, 
he has some very bad quotes in his history basically saying that the uh gamers just we just uh, why 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 doesn't the game industry microtransaction more yes (gasps) thus i say all that to lead it to unity decided they were going to announce they were adding a fee to uh the use of unity this past week they announced it um they always had a like a revenue percentage that they would get from companies if your game like sold over a certain amount of units or made a certain amount of money you would you know there's there's a little bit of unity royalties which makes sense but like it's a pretty high number you have to be a studio that sells a lot i think it was like two hundred thousand or something at the time uh which that part hasn't changed this fee doesn't kick in for the in the worst case of it kicking in it kicks in it when you've after you've sold two hundred thousand units or You've they you've had two hundred thousand installs of your game, or you've made two hundred thousand dollars on a game, uh, but then they start charging you per install. Is what this new fee was turning into. Um, oh, no. They said all this, and you know, you remember when D and D was doing that stupid thing with the. Uh, with yep. the changes and what, I yes. feel like there was another one in the past year too where like they came out with a really stupid decision and they just did a really poor job of communicating what that dumb decision was <laughs> so it made it worse because mm-hmm. it it was just it was a stupid thing that wasn't communicated well uh, that's what happened mm-hmm. here too uh, they had, there was a bunch of questions that people were having that were just like okay so if people review bomb my game can they also like just install my, uninstall and reinstall my game a thousand times and like get me charged uh, like is that a thing you could do wow. um, you, you, you didn't answer that question what if I sell my game to Xbox and <laughs> Uh, and it puts it on Xbox Game Pass, like Sea of Stars or some of these other things that have come out. And mm-hmm. my game goes from, you know, 10,000 installs to like 7 million installs in a month because like Xbox Game Pass, it was mm-hmm. free. So a bunch of people downloaded it, even though maybe they're not even going to play it. Like, uh, do I get charged for all of those? Um there, there was piracy questions. There was how how are you counting installs? Like if I, um, mm-hmm. so like it, there was just too many questions. Uh, Indie Dev Studios blew up that first day. I want to say like so many of them threw out uh, uh, like Instagram and Twitter images that were like basically like Unity sucks. Uh, we might actually have to move if they continue with this move. We might have to change game engines, which that's that sucks. Uh, that's, that's a huge, huge move. Yeah. So I'm sure mm-hmm. none of them actually want to mm-hmm. do that. But there was a lot of them threatening that they were going to if Unity didn't change what they were doing. There were also mm-hmm. unfortunately some that were kind of drawing false equivalencies to the situation to the situation, uh, which I don't think helps. Uh, I got sent one of those that was like uh, you. This would be Unity charging us this fee would be like if you made a silly unlisted YouTube video and sent it to your friends and families and YouTube charged you for every view that it got. And I was like, no, your friends and family is not going to add up to 200,000 views before you're getting charged. Like, that's just not that's that's not the same problem. But I understand you're upset. Um, so, yeah, these are big games, too. Like Rust 2 was like, we're going to pull our game. And like we, we're not gonna make any more games and rust 2 is like been pretty like uh as far as like 
these games go in terms of like starting from nothing and building a whole community has a pretty big following and also uh i think the studio massive monster that made cult of the lamb was like we'll delete our game from unity if yeah we, they're if gonna delete their game. so mm-hmm. moves like that that i like if they're really getting hurt i i they were so again uh they 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 have cleared up some of the things since that first announcement but honestly some of their answers kind of added more fuel to the fire um the uh some ambiguous things of like why does if steam if i can't be logged into my steam account on my pc and my steam deck at the same time and play a game because it you know it checks for that kind of thing it has a built-in safety for that why are you charging me for why do you why are you going to get charged for if someone installs it on their pc uh and someone installs it on their steam deck the same person like why is that two installs that that was something they said basically uh i was like that i don't Mm -hmm. think that makes any sense um microsoft is not gonna like Mm -hmm. that they're they said basically they said if your game gets put up for xbox game pass um microsoft is on the hook for those install fees not you and i'm like i don't think microsoft Mm -hmm. is interested in that either so that's been a probably did you ask microsoft i was like that's gonna probably incentivize (laughs) them to do less unity made games on game pass why Mm -hmm. like you're just hurting these people you're hurting your own people for i guess some some for what (laughs) like yeah maybe you're hurting but like yeah so bad choices um i don't know what's gonna happen with this one uh it it might lead to a lot of studios marlon sorry i can give you one update today at four they sent out a tweet being like hey we heard we have heard you we apologize for the confusion and the angst the runtime fee policy has caused on Tuesday. We are listening, talking to our team members, community customers, and partners, and we'll be, and we'll be making changes to the policy. We will share an update in a couple of days. Thank you for your honest and critical feedback. So it's the D&D thing all over again. But the... Exactly. So, exactly. And that's, what, that's what's frustrating about this and why Unity is still just like burning a hole in our own pocket. It's just like you... Mm-hmm. But why can we trust you? Like, like show me show go. me a reason that we can trust you now. Like, and the... Um, did you and it's gonna be hard it's gonna take time they blew themselves up i it's almost it felt like they just didn't do any sort of research at all on what or they did and they didn't care you just want to make yeah, money I, and like <laughs> they drew it. so That's much negative attention to themselves that even if you hadn't have heard of unity or were familiar with it you quickly were like what is unity and you yeah. got all and into it because of a to negative add it to all of that there was uh, major uh, board of directors, even the CEO himself, that they've been found that they sold Unity stock before this announcement went out. Oh, I heard that. I heard that, that one is one. Like people were like, "Is this that's, move that's even dirty. legal?" And I was like, <laughs> "I I want to bet that this move of adding this fee is is shittily legal." But I, I somebody needs to look at whether that's insider trading and fuck these guys because like. I that that, that that's literally <laughs> screams insider trading to me. Like I don't I don't get how you can mm-hmm. get away with something okay. like that. So um I hope they don't, <sighs> but I'm not the kind of person to 
I'm not the person to do much on that. So I just, I'm going to keep putting it out there so that hopefully somebody who is a litigator of these things can go get them. Because uh, you know, somebody who, has, who knows more yeah. on that entirely, please go get these people because that shouldn't be right at all. Uh, so, yeah. So I, pre- I, I appreciated Unity. One of the things that was really great about that that atmosphere was yeah it was a lot of indie studios that used it so it was kind of the the indie game engine um and Mm -hmm. there was so many resources for for learning it like um compared to unreal the one that has that i don't think it actually has stock but if it did have stock it's stock would have went up a bunch this week was called it's called godot and everyone's like maybe we're just gonna all switch to godot and like i don't think that godot is publicly traded so like uh, their stock probably they didn't have stock to go up but it, it their their social stock went up a ton this week because they're an open source <laughs> game engine so like they're not gonna fuck you eventually it, like um so That's pretty nice. cool. uh but there's just so many resources for learning unity that it's like really nice of an engine in that regard and so it's just gonna it's gonna be kind of a big blow if people do decide they have to change but we'll see because they're gonna go back and change it and do none of these things because they tried to uh they tried to pull one over on people and be like, hey, it's not going to be that bad. They were like, yeah, only 10% of people are going to see an effect. And then I saw another chart the other day that there there literally is a, a section. It's a small section, sure. But there's a section of current users of Unity and companies that are literally going to lose more money than they make because of this change. Because uh, I assume because of like wow. free-to-play games that like are not really doing much microtransactions so like they don't really have a lot coming in and it's basically him saying yeah it's stupid if you're a game developer and you don't do microtransactions so let's force them to do it by putting this fee into place basically so that we make Mm. more money like no that's nope nope that's not how that went over corrupt universe we live in yep 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 so that dude must hate Larian Studios so much that uh, <laughs> he's one of those. He probably those people. does, honestly, um, but or he just doesn't care. He wishes that was made on Unity so he could charge him money. Uh, <laughs> he probably uh, does. So that's uh, yeah, that it just a uh, just an interesting thing as we're talking about games that has happened recently. Uh, this this uh, train of modern companies making really dumb decisions and seemingly doing very little either very do very doing very little research to know how this is going to go over or just clearly not caring that it's going to go over negatively uh, so self-sabotage yeah, so, yeah. for real Mm-mm, that's so unfortunate because you could have just done do the right thing. And I I, get, I feel like the theme of this year is, especially for corporations, is greed. Greed? Yeah, we know greed is bad, but like like being greedier than greed, it's going to, like karma's going to bite you in the ass. And you see all these companies are like paying for it literally out of their pockets or they're just sitting on their asses because they can't do anything as they see them losing billions of dollars a day. And it's like, all you had to do was the right thing. All you had to do was just have a better team and communicating and researching if that's what you're trying to do. But if you're just like, nope, this is what we want. 
And if you're not going to give it to us, oh, well, that's just how it is. It's like, well, you forget we outnumber you. So, no, too yes. bad for you. And we can go somewhere else. Yeah. So, it's so unfortunate for Unity, but that's just how the way the cookie crumbles. Um, <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to add on this docket before we close up? Awesome. Well, thank you guys for all the wonderful topics that we had today. And listeners, thank you for for choosing us uh, for your show for the hour of the day. And if you like this episode and want to stay connected to more episodes, don't forget to follow and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, geekforcepodcast.com, as well as any outlet that promotes a podcast. So until then... Stay cool, stay healthy, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.